How did the Wild do in end-of-season awards voting? Plus, sounds like Connor Dewar may be close to a new contract. We talk about that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at the end of season awards voting and how some of your favorite Minnesota Wild players stacked up amongst the best in the NHL. And looks like we've got some steam towards a new contract for Connor Dewar. Talk about all of that here on today's episode. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and now guiding you through the offseason here on Lockdown Wild. And uh, with the fact that the Stanley Cup final is currently going on, that brings us to the end of season awards and uh, a couple of Minnesota Wild players that ended up finishing uh, in the final discussion in terms of voting. Now, the two main ones, of course, were Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Boldy. Uh, We'll start with the Hart Trophy because um, some great seasons by the uh, the players that ended up uh, being the finalists for uh, this award. Of course, Austin Matthews uh, ends up being the Hart Trophy winner and uh, had a sizable lead in the voting. But look, 60-goal season, not something that we see every day. So that is going to be tough to beat, even with the likes of Connor McDavid, Igor Shesterkin, uh, Johnny Grudeau, Jonathan Huberdeau. Um, Interesting to note, though, Kirill Kaprizov, seventh on this list. And I think my big takeaway from seeing Kirill Kaprizov finish seventh in the Hart Trophy voting is it's nice for him to be getting some national recognition uh, for just what a sensational season um, he had for the Wild through and through. Uh, This is something in what Kaprizov did that we really have never seen before from a Wild perspective, shattering all the records that he did. And so uh, it's, it's fun to have a, uh, a player in the conversation, and I think it underscores the fact that Kirill Kaprizov is really ready to be somebody who gets national attention for this franchise with uh, those flashy goals that he scores and just the, the mannerisms in which he plays. He is somebody that's ready to be kind of one of those national stars, uh, while representing this uh, this Minnesota Wild franchise. And a 100-point season, a 40-goal season, almost a 50-goal season, uh, just something that Wild fans have never seen for this franchise. And so um, I, I was really happy that uh, he gets some uh, national recognition uh, for those accolades. 
finished above Kale McCarr uh, and uh, just finishing under Roman Yossi. So you look at some of these other guys that uh, that finished above him in the voting. Some sensational seasons. I mean, you got a hundred point guys pretty much all the way up the line, and then two of the best defensemen in the NHL and some elite scorers themselves. Oh, and then the otherworldly goalie as well. So we're talking best of the best for seasons uh, throughout the course of the NHL this year. And Kaprizov absolutely deserves to be uh, part of that group um, for what he accomplished this year. Big question is going to be what he does for an encore. And with Kaprizov, you just you never know because he had such a, a sensational, dazzling rookie season that ended up winning him the Calder Trophy. And at that point, we're like, what is he going to do for an encore? And he goes and he just breaks every record that the Wild ever had. How is he going to top this season? Normally, you would say... Probably not going to be able to do it, but it's Kirill Kaprizov. If anybody is going to be able to take what they did and somehow find a way to up it, it's Krill the Thrill or Dollar Bill Krill, whatever you want to call him. If anybody's going to find a way to up the ante a little bit, it's Kirill Kaprizov. So, my, my big takeaway from, uh, from where Kaprizov finished in the Hart Trophy voting is that I was glad to see him get recognition for the best season a Minnesota Wild player has ever had. Um, so th- it, was, it was great to see great to see him stack up amongst the best of the best in the NHL. Now, the Wild had a very good chance at going back-to-back in the Calder Trophy. Unfortunately for Matt Boldy, he did not quite um, get enough votes to make that happen. We'll talk about uh, where Boldy finished and rehash some of the reasons that uh, Boldy was not able to finish higher in the Calder Trophy voting. All that and more coming up here on Locked on Wild. You know by now our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors, and this time they have truly outdone themselves with the new Mud Pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new Mud Pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. Not sure what exactly Mud Pie tastes like? Well, if you're a fan of chocolate, like myself, you better sit down. The new Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse, smothered in 100% real chocolate, and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try Mud Pie as soon as you possibly can, and you're going to need to hurry because the Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff are only available for a limited time. Head to Built.com right now for your chance to try them. And if you head to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your order. So don't delay. Head to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, and once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Taking a look at how the Wild did in the uh, end-of-season awards voting, I will, before we talk Matt Boldy, just throw in here that uh, the Wild did have a Norris Trophy 
vote. That uh, went to Jared Spurgeon. Uh, he tied for 15th in the voting with one fifth place vote. That was it. And um, I think a lot of that stems from Spurgeon's uh, reputation for uh, how he plays defensively. Um, you know, it's it's like those those players that don't maybe have seasons that live up to their potential, but they get votes based off of the name and what they've done in the past. So Spurgeon did get uh, one vote for the Norris Trophy. Calder Trophy went to Moritz Sider of Detroit. Uh, he won it handily over Trevor Zegris and Michael Bunting. Uh, teammate Lucas Raymond finished fourth. Matt Boldy finished eighth in the voting. Now, the unfortunate thing for Matt Boldy is had he been able to play a full season, he probably wins the Calder because his numbers in the 47 games that he played were well on par with any of the other guys that were finalists in the voting. Boldy's goals, for one, if he would have played the full 82 games or even even 80, miss a game here or there, uh, even if he plays anywhere close to a full season, would have finished with somewhere around 27 goals, which would have been the tops amongst rookies. Points would have been, I think, in the top three as well. So had Boldy been able to get a full season under his belt, um, probably gives the Wild a chance at uh, back-to-back. Now, the interesting thing next year is going to be um, if Marco Rossi can give the Wild a chance at two out of three. The expectation that Rossi will play from the get-go and will be uh, with the Wild for a majority of the season. Going to be on the same line as Matt Boldy, which is going to give him a good playmaker on that line. He could be a guy that does just as well as Boldy, maybe not as many goals scored, but he's going to put up points. He's going to assist the players on his line, certainly, and uh, is a good playmaker in and of himself. So Rossi... If things go well and things go according to plan for him, could have a season that uh, gets him into that Calder Trophy uh, finalist, gets him into the running for that next season. So we have had some uh, we've had some fairly good luck with uh, the Calder Trophy here over the last couple of years. Um, again, I think if Boldy plays the full season, I I would just go out on a limb and say that he wins it handily uh, if he plays the full slate. So unfortunate for Boldy, but again, getting some recognition for the portion of the season that he did play, finishing eighth and finishing um, ahead of some guys who uh, who did play more of the season uh, than he did. Um, now Cole Caulfield directly behind him played a portion of the season in the AHL then came back up and uh, and really lit it up. But some of these other guys down the list uh, played the entire season. Uh, and so you know, to see Boldy get more votes than them with a partial season, I think leads to um, kind of solidifying that thought that if he plays the full slate, he wins the thing. So Boldy uh, finishing... Eighth in the voting. Now, the Wild did have in the Selkie Trophy, 
the Wild did have uh, a few players that received votes. Uh, Jewel Erickson Eck and uh, Marcus Foligno uh, finishing in the running. They got some votes, but not uh, not anywhere close to uh, the top of the list to Patrice Bergeron. Um, no Vesna Trophy votes for the Wild this year, um, but that's really nothing new. And hopefully Jesper Wallstead, once he is able to uh, to hop up to the NHL level, hopefully he will change that um, so that the Wild will, you know, we haven't seen that since the Devin Dubnik days. And so uh, hopefully Wallstead will help in that regard. But at the end of the day, end-of-season awards really don't do you any good unless you are hoisting Stanley Cup trophy with them. It's, it's, the, same, it's the same thing that we said throughout uh, the course of this season for the Minnesota Wild is it's, it's nice to have all of these um, it's nice to have all of these accolades, these records broken, but it really doesn't mean much if you don't uh, take the ultimate goal um, at the end of the day. And so, you know, nice to get some recognition for these guys, but uh, ultimately back to the drawing board and try to do it again next year. Uh, we'll finish by talking about some news that came out today that uh, Connor Dewar may be close to signing a new contract with the Minnesota Wild. So we'll talk about his fits with the Wild going forward when we finish today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And uh, just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. A tweet from Michael Russo earlier today. The Minnesota Wild are closing in on a two-year, one-way contract with Connor Dewar. Uh, Dewar would have become a restricted free agent. Uh, I think the obviously key term in that sentence, one-way contract. So Dewar is going to sign uh, for two years, it sounds like. would imagine the AAV will be Relatively low for a uh, youngster in the NHL, 22-year-old. Um, and so that figures to be a spot on the fourth line that uh, can be crossed off the list uh, as to a need for the Wild here once free agency begins. And I did see something interesting uh, in terms of statistics for Dewar because I, um, I have seen varying reaction to, uh, to Dewar on Twitter based off of that uh, that Russo tweet. Uh, this courtesy of Dylan, I think it's, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Lux or Lukes from uh, Gone Puck Wild. He mentions, believe it or not, Dewar was second amongst wild forwards in expected goals against per 60 behind Marcus Foligno. Was also neck and neck with Kevin Fiala and Jewel Erickson Eck for uh, wins above replacement. So, he actually does a lot to improve the team, even on his small sample size. And Dewar, and we've talked about it, you know, not super statistically based, but just seems like a guy that really goes out there and grinds and, and does the things that you want to see from, uh, from guys in that bottom six. And so I think this would be a, a good move for the Minnesota Wild. The big thing with Dewar 
just 22 years old, so he has some room to improve his game and grow as uh, things go. But it also leads to what the thought has been for uh, some of those spots, uh, especially on that fourth line, is that it looks like the Wild are going to lean towards younger players. Now, this doesn't necessarily close the book on re-signing guys like Nick Bugstad or Nick Delorier, but I think it gives an indication that if they are brought back, that it's going to be as more of that 13th forward as opposed to an actual concrete starter. So you look at it right now with Dewar penciled in, and it's, depending on roster juggling, there could be a little bit here and there. But as of right now, it is likely uh, Duhame, Jost, and Dewar. Now, depending on how things go, with Freddie Goudreau, this has been kind of a question that we posed earlier in the season or uh, in the off season. If Freddie Goudreau doesn't have a similar type of season that he had at the end of this year, you could slot him down and move Tyson Jost up uh, to be on that line with uh, Matt Boldy and Marco Rossi. If you decide to. And maybe Freddie Goudreau takes that spot and uh, is is okay as a fit at the wing. Uh, the Wild have the main point. The Wild have some options and some versatility uh, if needed to try to make some lo- uh, line combinations work um, as the season unfolds. So Dewar signing or being close to signing is another box that gets checked by this Minnesota Wild team as to a spot that's filled on that fourth line. Uh, and so, you know, the, the next domino or one of the next dominoes I would hope would be uh, trying to get Jacob Middleton um, back with this team on a long-term deal. Uh, so hopefully the number for Dewar um, is one that uh, just allows them to get a little clearer picture of what they have available uh, to try to work on that uh, potential Jacob Middleton extension. So off-season news, now that the Stanley Cup final is um, is reaching towards that midway point, starting to see a little news start to trickle in for uh, free agency uh, and such because you know the, the final will be done and then the NHL draft is on the 7th. And so uh, things are going to start to move really quickly once uh, all of that gets going. And so I don't know, um, hasn't been announced yet, but uh, once that Dewar extension is announced, it's going to be really interesting to see what the AAV is on that. And uh, then we can kind of get a sense of of where things move from here uh, for the wild the rest of the way. And uh, that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on the Stanley Cup final. And know the Tampa Bay Lightning were able to get back into the series with a convincing win at home. The Locked on NHL podcast is free and available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like Locked on Wild. 
Make sure you are subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, make sure to subscribe on YouTube so you can stay up to date with everything Minnesota Wild related as we move through the offseason. Lockdown Wild is keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.